0: Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs podcast. We're on season four, episode number 13. This is the songs edition, Andy. Yes. Andy, how are you? I'm good. Yourself? Good. It's uh, It's February 10th, 2023. This is the songs edition. We're going to do an album review and talk about some concerts, uh, some music, some trivia, and uh, well, no, no trivia per se, but there's some good information on this album review that we're going to do today. It's it some relates to fun Alice in Chains. Some fun facts, yes. Uh, some lot of fun facts. It's Allison Chains. We haven't done much of their album reviews. Uh, they're a Seattle, Pacific Northwest band, uh, heavy into the grunge when the grunge scene first came on. But this is this is like round two, phase two of the band we're going to cover today. The album is Black gives way to Blue. Black gives yeah. way to Blue. We'll get into the the meeting. Uh, of the album, the meaning of the song, the title, the, the, a lot of lyrics and stuff. And this is—I wouldn't call this a like a headbanger uh, album. It's got some heavy metal. It's got some slow songs. It's got yeah. some slow riffs, but it is—it's grunge, really, I guess. It—it it is grunge. Yep, and it's got some real, real good sounds to it. It's basically—it's a Jerry Cantrell is where the, uh, yeah. the band moves into Jerry Cantrell. Uh, Black Gives Way to Blue is the fourth studio album by American rock band Allison Chains, released September 29th, 2009. It was actually released on the 17th year anniversary of their second album, Dirt, D-I-R-T, Dirt. That was a huge album. So this is 17 years later. They release it. It was also the first record without original lead singer Lane Staley, who died in 2002. So their band was huge, uh, big big in the grunge scene. Uh, Staley dies in 2002, the band essentially breaks up. Now it's 2009. Uh, so we've got to account for this uh, seven year difference. Uh, first album also with new vocalist and rhythm guitarist, William Duvall. William Duvall shares vocal duties with lead guitarist, vocalist, Jerry Cantrell. Now Cantrell actually sings most of the songs on the album he's basically the lead guitar uh, lead lead singer lead vocalist but uh they do a lot of harmonizing and the two play a lot together duval really has one song that he does solo all the rest are those two together or cantrell only now in the year 2010 revolver magazine the golden gods award named this album the album of the year in 2010 And so uh, interesting, interesting stuff here. So the band reunited after this 2002 death. They all took it so hard. Of course, none of them were in therapy. None of them got, you know, help, the help that they needed. Uh, They kept it inside. They all pushed it down. The famous kind of Jerry Cantrell thing is, let's not deal with it. Let's push it down. And then on our next few albums, let's have our therapy sessions in the lyrics of all these songs. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) That's the way he deals with it. That's the way they deal with these things. They're very, these songs and lyrics are very emotional and very deep. So, not, something and not the first know. time you hear that from an artist
1: when they do that. A member no, dies and they therapy the next album. What's that? You hear that a lot when with bands. An artist uh, member will die and no one says anything. They just put all their therapy in the next album.
0: Yeah, it's, and this is it. This is, if you want to, you know, uh, get into some heavy stuff and some, and some, heavy topics of things this is it and so he dies in 2002 they're basically uh, broke up the band reunited in early 2006 when william duval became their new singer now they were going to the plan was just to rehash the old music and the old old songs yep. and so they got together they started demoing some new songs the the, the band did not have a record label at the time Uh, so they started recording and the album was funded by Jerry Cantrell and and drummer Sean Kinney. Uh, those guys got out their checkbooks and said, well, let's just, let's put this thing together. We'll get a label. We'll get some way to release it and get it out there, but let's just put our own money together, write a check and, uh, and start paying for the recording sessions and start this thing going. Uh, you know, they were both, they were already very successful band. So on February 18th, 2005, you know, this is this is 2005. I, I just got done saying they reunited reunited in 2006. But guess what led to all this? You know, the death of Lane was 2002. Yep. But Jerry Cantrell and bassist Mike Inez, we talked about Inez on various different shows, and drummer Sean Kinney, uh, reunited to perform a benefit concert in Seattle for the victims of the tsunami disaster that yep. struck south asia in 2004 remember the tsunami in in thailand 2004 at the end yes and all those lives and whatnot well some bands got together in seattle to raise money for the survivors and whatnot so they said let's get together to do a benefit concert let's get the guys back together and uh, and, and and do this and so they got together they also did a, a VH1 Decades of Rock live concert that honors uh, fellow musicians in Seattle, Ann and Nancy Wilson. Yep. And so they introduced Comes with the Fall, William Duvall, lead vocalist for Comes with the Fall. That's that's his background. Now, Andy, do you have a, are you familiar with that band at all? Comes with the Fall? I've never heard of them. I'm, I'm, I never, I had never heard of them. Now, he got to know... William Duvall, uh, Jerry Cantrell did because they opened for them years ago uh, on a couple of tours. They got to know, and William Duvall became good friends with Jerry Cantrell over the years. So they did a couple short United States club tours, uh, a festival, a couple festivals in Europe, a brief tour in Japan. They bring on William Duvall to be the lead singer for the reunion concerts, as Duvall was also an old friend of Cantrell's. Uh, let's see. So when Comes with the Fall was the opening act when Jerry Cantrell was solo in 2001 and 2002 on his Degradation Trip tour. He did an album called Degradation Trip on a Solo Effort. The opening band was Comes with the Fall. Uh, this was 2001 and 2000. So that's how they became friends. Now, the reunion concerts had a very interesting What are we going to do going forward? And Andy, you have touched on this before. What do you do when your main player in a band dies? Do you rename the band? What do you do?
1: Yeah, like we said, a lot of times when the lead singer dies or you replace them, it's almost a different band. So the sound is different. Um, He did sing a few songs, so you're not. They're kind of in that in between. They could change the name, be someone different, or he's carry on and hope it kind of blends in.
0: And so they did some of these reunion concerts and they said, you know what, we really want to celebrate what we did in the past and in the memory of our friend. But we played with some singers that can actually bring it, quote, and do their own thing without being a Lane clone, a Lane Staley clone. You know, we don't want someone to replace him. Number one, the fans wouldn't like it. And, And number two, I think it's tough to do because he has such a distinctive voice. They said, one option was, do you take the Led Zeppelin approach? Someone dies, you never play again. You're done. John Bonham died. Led Zeppelin yep. never did anything else. Uh, you know, so you do you do that route? Uh, route. So that's the approach we've taken for a lot of years. Uh, or and they finally said, let's give it a shot. Let's try something. We're t- willing to take a chance on this. It's completely a reunion because it's the three of us who are left back together again. But it's not about separating and forgetting. It's about remembering and moving on. So they wanted to remember and, and move on. And the album title, Black Gives Way to Blue, is uh, the actual, here's a good Here's a good note. Susan Silver and Chris Cornell were married. They had a nine-year-old daughter, Lily, at the time. Asked her mother, Mom, what does Black Gives Way to Blue mean? Silver suggested, why don't you call Jerry Cantrell and ask him? Uh, they, they said, uh, he's, he's your uncle. <laughs> call yeah. Uncle Jerry. Call Uncle Jerry. Run in down. Call Uncle Jerry. Run it down. He, he named it. He'll have a story. And Jerry said, sometimes there are dark and challenging times in life, and it may seem like they will never get better. Uh, meaning black. Things are very black. Mm-hmm. But if you stay strong and keep moving forward and look out on the horizon, you'll start to see a little point of light way out there. And slowly, the, black, the blackness that you're in and the black that you feel starts to give way to blue. Um, very deep. And so, uh, very interesting. That's what it That's what it gives way to. That's what it starts with. Elton John plays piano on that title track, Black Gives Way to Blue. It is an actual tribute to Lane uh, Staley. Now, getting back to our point at the beginning, he said, that's the way we operate in our lyrics. It's about what really happened in life. We're not a band that sings about fast cars and chicks. <laughs> I loved it. Exactly. You know, They're not a band, Halen or, or Kiss. All their songs yep. are... Uh, Sex, Women, and Rock and Roll and Fast Cars, Sammy Hagar. It's about what things that have really happened in our life, and not a lot has happened since the last record. So it's on this record. It kind of catches up, everybody. Gets everyone caught up. The uh, Check My Brain song. There's a song here, Andy, called Check My Brain. And you know what they do? What? The band loses Lane Staley. They all decide the remaining characters to sober up, get clean, and of all things, let's move to LA. Well, let's usually have a meeting,
1: meeting at a bar, why don't you?
0: Usually that's the other way around. Your life okay. gets hold of you, uh, things go belly up, and you leave LA to clean yourself up. They named this song Check My Brain because that's exactly what they did. Someone check my brain because is this really happening? Am I moving to LA to get clean? <laughs> That's exactly the lyrics of the song. I'm going to start up. Uh, some of these guys were getting married at the time, starting families. Lane's, uh, Jerry Cantrell's never been married, as far as I know, have never had any kids. But you know what? I'm going to get clean and move to Las Vegas. I mean, Los Angeles, the cesspool of everything. Yep. So he says, I want you to check my uh, brain. The last thing I got here on the notes before we get into the songs are. Lane Staley, he said, always sang for Alice in Chains, but all the songs came from Jerry Cantrell. So Lane Staley did not do a lot of writing, composing, and lyrics. He, just, he was just the front man who sang them. These songs, those songs on those first two or three albums that are also very deep and also very personal, came from Jerry Cantrell and his background and his upbringing. And he goes, here you go, Lane, sing it. Lane's like, well, it's kind of awkward because these are very touchy subjects and you're making me sing about them. He always said that Lane Staley always gave me a lot of confidence to do that and sing more lead songs. He says, you've got a good voice. You can do this. Cantrell, always known for low self-esteem, always had trouble getting over the hump there about doing things like that. So this time he says, "I, I attribute a lot of that to Lane, who always told me that I could do it. And i attribute a lot of that confidence to lane staley basically saying he said dude you gotta fucking sing these songs are your songs and you write all this fucking great material but they're personal to you you should be the one effing singing them he said so i'm grateful for him to that he basically sings all this and jerry cantrell look believe it or not he's got a tremendous voice so here's the songs All Secrets Known, song one, All Secrets Known. This is once again about, they're letting things out of the hat there that they've kept down for many years. Check My Brain is song two. Last of My Kind is song three. That's a whole song dealing with lyrics of being in the Seattle grunge scene that has now left and gone away. Uh, They basically call themselves kind of the last of their generation, the last of my kind. Song four is Your Decision. Your Decision is a song written about lane staley and the crap that he put the band through for all these years and basically it's admitting to say you know what you know we love you but all this is your decision you wrecked you ruined your own life we were there for the ride we told you time and time again to back off baby gotta gotta get yourself clean and the song is called your decision basically calling him out saying uh, we love you but This is all these things. These were your decisions that you did. Song five is a looking in view, kind of on the outside looking in. And when you read the lyrics to this, it's all about looking inside, basically in your head, in your mind. Song six, When the Sun Rose Again. Song seven, Acid Bubble. This is typically your, uh, I wouldn't call it your acid, or maybe your acid LSD or getting high song. But there's people that you, uh, in the comments section on this video, that say, You listen to this song when you're high and you can lose your mind. Uh, You'll just melt. You'll just melt. It's kind of like Comfortably Numb Pink Floyd. Uh, Acid Bubbles, a song just like that, that just takes you to a whole another level. Song eight is called Lesson Learned. Once again, it's it's a song about Jerry Cantrell's dating life uh, and how unsuccessful that's been his entire career. Another lesson learned. Song nine is Take Her Out. Another dating song, him trying to get up the gumption to do this. You know, typically, Andy, we know with rock stars, it's all it's all jock rock. It's all yeah. people with massive egos. Any song by Kiss, David Lee Roth, it's about how cool and how the best person that they are on the freaking planet. Jerry Cantrell's songs are all about this low self-confidence. Yeah, Trying to be, be, beef up his ego to just simply, why don't you just take her out? Song 10, Private Hell. Uh, some have have said that uh, this song relates to Lane Staley and what the band was going through. This is not the case. The lyrics of Private Hell is a Jerry Cantrell lyric about a relationship he had uh, that was going to blossom into something good. And at the last minute, he chickened out. He goes, I just, I just can't go through with this. Now he looks back all these years later and says, you know what, that's probably the gal I should have been with How many years ago and I screwed it up and living through his private hell of all his doubts about that song 11 is the final title title track black gives way to blue tribute to Staley now here's the personnel Cantrell lead guitar leading backing vocals William Duvall is the backing vocals guy rhythm a lot of singing as well Mike Inez we've talked about him great bass player and Sean Kinney on drums so once again, the album you're seeing there, the cover is the heart. It's the heart. I'd, I'd like to take a look at it. The heart beating, but black and blue, the heart pumps blood. And now it's going from black to blue. Everything was black. Now they have a little sight of blue on the horizon to take them to this, uh, uh, this never ending, decades long, uh, getting back, getting their life back about uh, how impactful that Lane Staley was, that depth, how impactful it was to these guys. Yeah, but do you have anything else, Andy?
1: I got some stuff on Mike Inez. Inez, Perfect. yes. Go for it. Okay, first of all, he before Alice was in Chains, he was with Ozzy Osbourne, performed with him.
0: Yeah, great basis with Ozzy, with Mike Inez. He's been around a long time.
1: He uh, was in Slash's Snake pits, Slash's first solo band. Uh, he did stuff with Jerry Cantrell and his Spies for Darwin solo albums. Uh, from 2001 to 2004, he was in Black Label Society. And now here's where the hook comes in, the whole tribute, the working with Heart and everything else, because from 2002 to 2006, he was in Heart. He was in Heart. Yes, that's right. So, of course, when they worked together, um, I've showed you the videos on YouTube. If you look it up, they do Barracuda. The guys are playing, song, playing guitar, and with the exception of Mike, because he's done it before, Jerry Cantrell's like, oh, my God, I'm playing next to Anna and Nancy Wilson, you know. It's like a kid at Christmas. Um, so, Mike and has been around. He wasn't just like started this band and then sat there and twirled his thumbs for seven years. He stayed busy. And one show I'd like to do one time, Dan, is how often do we talk about bands on here? And we'll pick an artist out and go, Oh, yeah. And they worked with Ozzy for a couple of years. You know, there's a lot of them out there. Yes. The tree of musicians have worked with Ozzy at one time now that he's done retiring. They'll have to be on our schedule for maybe a two- or three-part episode this summer. Guys who worked with Ozzy for at least a year, you know, or guys it was, and gals. That was
0: a revolving yeah. door, you know. There, And that's the thing with Ozzy.
1: Like, I was talking to Head & Turn Lisa the other day. She goes, who's the drummer for Ozzy? And I'm like, which album? <laughs> you know, it's like you said, a band with them all the time. Always been rotating guitarists, rotating drummers, you know. And he's had great guitarists. J.K. Lee, Randy Rhodes, you know, um, Zach Wild. So awesome guys have always worked with Ozzy, but yeah, Mike Inez, very talented musician, did some he was actually uh was a toured with heart for four years. So when they that kind of helped that collaboration, the with the groups from Seattle and the uh, charity work. They worked with hard because he was kind of that hook between the two.
0: A lot of connections, a lot of connections.
1: Yep. Very good band, Allison Chains. Kind of got kind of lost in the shuffle, in my opinion, when the grunge scene came out because all Nirvana and it was all Pearl Jam, it was all Soundgarden, and and what's that other band again? Oh yeah, Allison Chains. They're like, no offense, the redheaded stepchild of the grunge scene. Everybody kind of yes. forgot about them, you know, and here really. They're the one band that's still around to a they're point. Still, they're still crushing it, yes. They're still very active. You know, okay, yes, David Grohl is still doing stuff from Nirvana, but he's not doing it under the name Nirvana. You know, Soundgarden's not doing stuff under Soundgarden anymore. Pearl Jam, they, they think they're doing stuff, but what's the word I like for? Pearl Jam sucks. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Their first album was great, but they put all that in that one basket, and everything after 10 has just been horrible. Um, maybe I'm just bitter because they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know. Yes, Alice Chase, very underrated band. Lost in the shuffle with the grunge scene. Very highly recommended album. Yes, it was, came out in 2000. It's out of our our uh, format of having to be an 80s album, but they are an 80s band, so we'll get, go with it that way.
0: The interesting thing is here, uh, they had to do new things to help promote because everything was going digital back in two thousand nine. They had to get, they released their single, you know, uh, digitally on, uh, you know, a streaming to be able to download and stuff like that. But they also they know their audience now. Andy, you'll like this. Yeah. To help promote the album, they released an EKP featuring all four of the band members being interviewed while. Having kiss makeup applied on them during the interview. And they did that because they've got a lot of cross section of fans who are big kiss well, fans as well.
1: Well, like I said, the one song that Elton John play on there. So that shows you right now that they, they're accepted by the music industry. You know, they haven't pegged them as just a grunge band, don't talk to them. Other musicians respect them too.
0: Yeah, the, the music videos here for these are really good. There's a lot of those. Interesting thing is in the liner notes to this CD, the liner notes, which each four ma- band members all take the time to thank Lane Staley in the in the liner notes. They thank him, the yep. late Lane Staley. So now here's the songs they released. Uh, and before I get, and this is the last thing I hear I got, is that's the songs they released, A Looking In View, that hit number 12 in the mainstream rock. A looking in view. Then they did Check My Brain, which hit number one. They released Your Decision that hit number one. They released Lesson Learned that hit number four. Uh, so this did not go platinum. This is gold in the U.S. Uh, you know, they sold over a, a million records worldwide, but not in the U.S. It's not a platinum. It's not an everyday album or a CD that you're going to hear a lot about uh, on the mainstream. It's 54 minutes and 12 seconds long. Yeah, it's just an hour of rock and roll, man. And they recorded it at the old uh, Foo Fighters location, Studio 606 in California. They uh, got in there with Dave Grohl and said, let's jump in there and use your recording studio for this. Uh, That's all I've got on the album. Good stuff. Uh, I do like it. I listened to it again here this week. And... uh, Good stuff. Powerful stuff. Uh, very, very heavy. Just if you're a fan of the guitar and listen to Jerry Cantrell's licks, the licks on and and he plays a a GNL custom-made guitar that GNL makes for him specifically called the I think the Rampage. Unreal. And the other thing I got for
1: concerts, Dan, is they're not an Allison Chain's tribute band. Locally, you're going too soon. They're not. There is an Alice in Chains tribute band, yes. Yes, and you're
0: going soon, are you not? There's a a band called Mad Alice, yep, and it's an Alice in Chains and also a a cross between um, Mad Season. Um, Yeah, they're coming up. I'd like to see one of their shows yet. There was one here over the Christmas holidays that I missed, but I wanted to see them. Uh, that would be very good. I think once again, those would be tough, tough yeah, to get uh, to be that similar, but that's what we've got for the album of the week we'll be back next week with another one here on thursday and uh and,
1: and we'll don't forget
0: the pattern this month
1: we got Our a pattern track of the artists and the albums this month and so you can find
0: the similarity for before album reviews all have a yeah. similar theme we want the answer at the end of the month of february
1: put it in the comments below if you get it figured out awesome all right that's all i got buddy
0: all right have a good weekend See ya. See ya.